Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. So now we're going. We just had like a two-minute conversation I thought was going to be um, put up as well, too. And I guess not no, this, this time. This is, um, we're Would official now. All right, yeah. well, segueing into you being all excited about this last night and, and your new toys and our new uh, little platform. Um, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I was thinking, like, I don't know what the hell is sport and life <laughs> last night i went to the Bengals game and oh you went yeah I, I was there and it was just crazy like we had no idea what was going on like we were trying to find out what was going on from like twitter um i pulled up youtube tv at one point and just trying to figure out like yo like is this how serious is this you know and it just shines a light on all sorts of sport and how one precious life it is too. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was working out last night and I was, you know, just kind of following it on my phone a little bit. And then I'd walk over to where the TVs are, check out the game. And I was trying to refresh it. I'm like, man, it's been at like seven, the seven minute mark for a long time. And then I looked on Twitter and I feel like every other post had, a video of the play and I was like oh my god that was insane <clears throat> I mean yeah it's pretty it real crazy time that... and then go ahead I was gonna say saying it real seeing it real time and then like watching it again on Twitter and a few other platforms too um yeah I mean right away I, you knew it wasn't a head injury because like he he didn't take a fall at all. Like, you thought maybe, like, once he hit the ground when he was going with T. Higgins, but, like, no, like, first things, first thing, like, T cut into him, which is a football play. Like, I don't think I like thought that play. Be... Yeah. And then, like, he fell on top of him with his helmet, like, directly on his chest. I don't know if you saw that or not, but, mm -hmm. I mean, it was one of those two things, maybe both that kind of just maybe threw his heart rhythm off and I knew I thought right away I was like dude like he probably had a heart attack like holy shit like yeah I mean it again yeah. it, it looked like a routine play I was telling my roommate last night that I've seen harder hits but it's just like mate like it just hit the wrong thing and and yeah I mean that it's kind of crazy that this is, it's the second game in primetime in Cincinnati this year that uh like a freak, yeah. like crazy injuries happened. Like the Tua thing when you know his whole body seized up, and now this. Yeah, I know. And, you know, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, the NFL starts investigating everything like this because, like, they are on the hot seat because not only are they going to be facing what's now head injuries, but now, like, other well, injuries. My, like... my thing is, it's, it's not like it's like a common theme. It's just I feel like it's just a freak accident. You know, I, I don't oh, think 100%. that. I don't think that this is gonna like warrant some kind of like, oh, football is too dangerous to play. Look, the people are having heart attacks on the field. Like there's only seven, one time. I mean, I know, I looked up if anyone's ever died on a football field before, and it was like in 1971. So football is a dangerous in the sport, NFL. and yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, football's just dangerous, man. And I mean, when you have two people running into each other like this for an hour, it's gonna happen. It, I mean, people ask why this happens to football and not hockey. Hockey, everyone's kind of skating the same way. It's never really head-on-head -head contact, and those like huge hits are into boards that have give, and they have so many like so many pads on and. It's really rare for, you know, like a huge head injury to happen in, in hockey. But, I mean, they've had, um, like, skates, like, people falling over, like, you know, falling down and their skates fly up and, like, cut their neck, like, right here. 
mm-hmm. and like hit a major artery like that's happened quite a bit but again it's it's the game man yeah i mean but like but it's it's why it's the professionals sad. yeah it's, they sign on the dotted I mean, line that, and they do it for a living and so i mean there there is a risk with everything you do in life i mean hell just because we go out and play play golf for a sport professionally doesn't mean like we're gonna get home safely i mean there have been golfers who have died in car accidents or like got injured in car accidents away to and from the golf course there's been i don't know you've seen someone get hit in the head with a golf ball before you've heard stories of that and like you never know what can happen in that that instance as well so you also have those idiots that try to hit flop shots over each other yeah that too (laughs) but i mean football is just so dangerous and it's a scary thing that happened last night and it's definitely bigger than the sport so i mean i wouldn't even care if they never played that game but who knows what's gonna happen yeah i mean i'm totally fine with with it being like canceled and they just say hey we're not gonna play this game as important as it might be like neither team gets a win nor a loss yeah that that part will be interesting but i mean obviously it's it's about more than that yeah and i mean this this is the first time it's happened in 50 years so you said 1971 was the last you know time it's... this happened in the nfl yeah, last and only time. But uh, you know what's crazy is, <clears throat> I saw this post earlier this morning. It said the four scariest injuries in NFL history all happened on the same field. You know what they are? Is it you have the, Paul last Brown? night? Yeah, Paul yeah. Brown. You have last Tua. night, Tua this year. Then Carson you had Antonio. Palmer? No, then you had the Antonio Brown Vontez perfect hit which sent Antonio Brown to whatever he's doing now, and Ryan Clark. You mean Ryan Chazier? I'm sorry, not Ryan Chazier, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Wild, but anyway, yeah, it's insane. All happened to Paul Brown. Pretty sure all those games were primetime. Dude, you One know what? playoff game. Like, I'm thinking, like, we they've talked about this in the NFL. And like players have talked about how they don't like playing on certain like fields and turfs and conditions. It well, wouldn't issue, surprise me if like I, I understand that, but this is like more like head and heart injuries, and also the David Pollock injury. That's another one when he broke his neck. Yeah. Uh huh. At Paul Brown, I was at that game when that happened. Um, but I understand that field argument because I'm kind of. Like I'm with it because sometimes when you're Same making these cuts, that, you know. Yeah, and like you, it's. I mean, it's like the Kyler Murray injury, like the non-contact. Like he takes a cut, the like his knee goes, the turf doesn't go with him, and like the cleat just digs in, and like the, I don't know, just the non-contact injuries are just insane to me. I just think everyone should be playing on grass. Or at least better turf if you can give like get some some turf with like better give. But uh but yeah man, these some of these football injuries are nuts. I always tell people I ne- I would yeah. never want to play football. I like watching it, but playing it. Hell no. Yeah. Well I don't like watching it in moments like that, that's for sure. Well no no one does, yeah. No one does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, anyhow, yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish everything turns out okay, and we'll find out what happens. I mean, maybe when this gets released, there's there's more um, that comes about on his condition and stuff. But still, as far as uh, I know, and you probably know as well, like he's still in the hospital and he's got a breathing tube, and I mean he's alive critical condition but yeah wishing the most for Damar Hamlin and his family yeah for real I always feel like that Cincinnati and Buffalo have had like this weird AFC bond where it's never really a rivalry it's a 
it's like a brotherhood. It's like when it's, a, it's like when. Uh, oh my God, you're right. Was it was it Buffalo? Was it Buffalo or Cincinnati when they beat <clears throat> the Texans? Baltimore. No, Cincinnati beat Baltimore to get the Bills into the playoffs yeah, for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. in like so, years. Yeah, and then so, everyone started doing it to Andy Dalton's. Uh, um, we're allies. Yeah, fundraiser and charity. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely homies with Buffalo, and I wish for it to be a nice, clean game. And if it happens, it happens. But if not, then. Hopefully yeah, there's, been, there's better times. I've been looking looking up uh, on Twitter on what the hell's going on. So any update? Yeah, nothing. Just basically the same thing. I'm sure we're not gonna hear anything till later today, but it's early. So Yeah. And uh, not to flip it to golf but definitely not as much of a contact sport um i got to play some yesterday at cloverneck it was a very nice day it was shoot i had i had my sweater off at one point it was like almost (laughs) 60 degrees here well you're gonna get really mad at me because the weather here has been shit yesterday or the last like, couple of days, it's been like between 45 degrees and 55 degrees, cloudy and rainy. So, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Tomorrow, I was supposed to have a tournament. Right, I was supposed to have a tournament Wednesday and Thursday, and they already canceled it because it's just going to be supposed to rain so much. much. Wow. I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's LA. It never rains here, man. It's insane. Well... Yeah, but I'm trying to get on this. Dries out sooner rather than later, but you guys need that rain, from what I hear. Uh, Dude, everyone says that. It's like, it's like the anytime it rains, like wow, we really need this. All right, (laughs) it's it's too cold, man. Too cold and rainy. Yeah, I tell you what, there's a different kind of cold when it's like really dry, really dry out, and like the. The wind is, I don't know, I feel like every time it's like over 45 degrees in December in Cincinnati, it's it feels like it's 65. Dude, know? totally. Oh, hell yeah. I would never wear short sleeves, just like a, a polo, like under 60 degree weather usually. But mm-hmm. yesterday I was like, man, I, I gotta let it fly. Like, I gotta get some <laughs> sun on these bad boys. Gotta absorb as much vitamin D as I can this time of year up here. <laughs> I've been I've been in a hoodie, a beanie, and pants every time I practice since probably since October. Like it's just ha- it hasn't been warm, and yeah, I'm, all I can think of is like, man, I could be in Florida right now in seventy five degree weather, breezy, but then you know when summer rolls around, it's unbearable. Yeah, and then it's also well, I mean it's it's pretty packed out your way too, but packed out there at another level in January yeah yeah so I I have a feeling like anywhere I go after this is like it's gonna feel like nothing it's always gonna feel like it's dead compared to LA (laughs) yeah it's funny you and I kind of just have had different experiences in that realm like I lived in Pinehurst, a small town, North Carolina. I think there was might have been twenty thousand people in there, thirty thousand. Uh, it's growing for sure, but yeah, I mean, getting from one end of the town to the other it was, I mean, it was a matter of fifteen minutes. And I mean, same with Springfield now. I mean, being up there, can get to the other side of town in fifteen twenty minutes. I mean, not even. So it's really nice to have and then whenever I go back to Cincinnati it just feels like LA to me but it's really not because I know it's LA is gigantic I will say everyone who like bitches about or like tells me like how do you deal with the traffic it's well you know there's traffic everywhere and it sucks always but obviously Mm -hmm. the extreme out here it gets it gets pretty crazy but 
it's not that bad. It's like when I go, my golf course is not very close. It's like usually I get out to the course around eight o'clock every day, but leaving at that time, it, get, it, it probably takes me like 30 minutes. But if I leave after eight thirty or nine, it's probably going to take me 45 or more. So yeah, you're done. Yeah. It's exactly what it was like in Florida too. when when I was living there yeah. in Naples, caddying mm-hmm. in the winter at Calusa, it was, it was a 30 minute drive. And if I, um, didn't leave i mean hell it was let me let me run back in the memory banks i mean it, you had to have left by like 7 30 or else you were taking an hour to get down to Immokalee road from corkscrew road <laughs> the crazy part about florida is everything in florida is at least 15 minutes away like it could be right down the street mm-hmm. but for some reason it takes 15 minutes to get there just because everything's yep. so spread out, especially on the on the west side of Florida, it's like everything's so new and it's so you know shopping center, neighborhood golf course. So you have to drive past like three golf courses to get to like your local Publix, and it takes like fifteen minutes to get there. Like you can't walk anywhere. Um, but at least in LA, like I just I just joined a new gym in in Santa Monica, and I can just you know walk there and then walk back i mean it's the best part about living out here is being able to walk everywhere obviously i can't walk to the golf course but yeah no i feel you though just having the ability to walk is fun yeah (laughs) using your legs which i'll say that's one of my goals and resolutions for the year Um, yeah i want to run at least a quarter mile a day i know it's not much but it'll add up (laughs) I heard I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about um, like the recommended amount of steps you take a day and uh, do you you have the health app in your phone yeah I don't really follow it too too often these days though my Apple watch busted back in September like I looked down and it just went green on me and it never stopped and it's still operated. Like I got calls and stuff, but um, long story short, I don't have it anymore. So really, I just go by how my body feels these days. So yeah, but like when you have like your phone in your pocket, it it'll still like track your steps. Yeah. 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 So uh, so so they were saying like one guy had. Like he averaged like four thousand steps a day, and like the rest of the crew on the podcast had like, I think eight thousand, and and the recommended amount was ten thousand. So I was curious because I've never looked this up, and I never really understood the steps thing. I think for me, it's like as long as you're getting in the gym or something, it should be fine. But I was curious what yours was. Do you want to look yours up real quick? Yeah, let me look it up. I don't move as much as I usually do in the past few months just because of Well, you played golf yesterday, so that's a shit ton of steps. Golfers, like, have it easy. Yeah, it is. Let me get summary. I'm looking at highlights, steps. Okay, for the day. Um, Jan 2. Where are we at? Sixteen thousand eight hundred forty-eight steps. Um, Yesterday. Yeah, I put. Hell yeah, man! When I golfed, it was two thousand twenty-two hundred, twenty-seven hundred, twenty-three hundred. Walking to the Bengals game, two thousand, and then twenty-five hundred on the way out. So yeah, yeah I mean, that's a shit ton. Is I was going to say, like, uh, uh, this is kind of boring, but yeah, I just, I was like, wow, I must take a a ton of steps because I'm always on my feet all day. And my average is 11,500 a day. That's pretty good. Which is, but like I said, golfers have it easier because we're always on our feet and we're always walking. I mean, unless you're taking a cart and you're taking like two steps, get out of the cart, take your ball. 
but still, I was getting up. Not like that, and you know that. <laughs> what taking a cart? I would much rather just. I would much rather carry my bag, dude. Like. I'm, oh yeah. I don't know why. Well, the issue, just, the issue love, is though. Like, and slows the me crazy down. part of the crazy part about that is 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 like everywhere is so different like in ohio it's very easy to walk golf courses like there's some that are hilly there's some that are like annoying to walk but like in la and the like west coast it's like mountain golf courses and my the course i used to practice that was a bitch to walk like during covid obviously there's no golf carts but dude like after 18 holes i'm like sitting down i'm like man i could take a nap but then also in Florida, everything's so spread out, and you can't really walk there either. So, I don't know, everywhere's just so different. Yeah, I, I understand that for sure. I mean, there's definitely some golf courses that you probably can't walk or probably shouldn't walk. Mm-hmm. Pebble Creek, just up the road from me, is kind of one of them. It is not that fun of a course to walk. Like, if you're walking all 18 holes... I think there's like a 400 yard drive or 400 yards between one hole and the other at one point. Um, and a couple other like long gaps in between holes there. But I mean, I've walked it before. Like I'd go out when I was a kid, winter time, like this time of year. If there wasn't ice or snow on the ground, I'd be out there just playing like this little loop in the back corner there. So, um, I mean, it's still walkable, but I understand that Florida has got their weird way of doing things with carts and most every most courses there. Like you have to take a cart, or like you're. It's just weird. Like people think you're weird, and I mean, Country Club in North Carolina. Um, whenever I'm playing there, it's like. I really only take cards when I'm playing with the pros too, like the professionals there. And like to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I'd much rather walk than I'm doing that. I get so much enjoyment out of out of walking a golf course and just being in a cart I just always feel like I'm in a rush or I got somewhere to be. Um But yeah. I I hear you that not for that. I like to. I feel like the reason I would like to be in a cart <clears throat> is just because I want to save energy for the rest of the day. That's the only reason. I mean, get get a quick eighteen in, be able to practice after, especially like now, like this yeah. time of year when you're chasing daylight. So. Yeah, and if you get like a hard workout in or something in the morning before, or the mm-hmm. in the morning or or like you're planning for one and you want to kind of like save your energy i'm all for that too like that's when a cart's okay playing with playing with friends and having a game of sorts like yeah that's cool but yeah walk simulate like as close of a tournament atmosphere as possible and like just doesn't feel like a tournament if you're in a cart oh for sure and some of the tournaments where they required it riding carts kind of bothers me. But then when you have like the option and everyone takes a cart and you want to walk, then like then you're trying to play catch up with your guys. It's also yeah, kind of annoying. <clears throat> There's times where it's just like you got to suck it up and play the tournament like the Ohio Open. Like I took a cart in that this past year, I believe. Um, and years past, like I've walked in it as well too, but that's one of them that's optional. Um, mm-hmm. Cloverneck Open, like you have the option to take a cart uh, in the past, and um, I didn't utilize it until this past year when I had turf toe, and that was the only way I was going to make it 36 holes at least. I mean, let alone make the cut and play 54. I didn't, so like being realistic like making it 36 in a cart was enough because two days before like i woke up pro-am day and i was like i can't play like my my toe is so fucked i couldn't even walk on it dude like turf toe is so weird in that manner but yeah another way to just kind of 
conserve steps too, but I've needed the rest with my foot for sure. Yeah, I feel that. That's, uh, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's like a weird, like, preference thing, but I get why you'd want one and why you wouldn't. Um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you before we kind of get into what initially we wanted to talk about. Did you hear, do you, do you have Instagram? What's going on with that? Yes. Number one. Yeah, I do. Is it the same same account? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, did you see what you Monday info info Q posted yesterday? Monday Q info. I dude, I don't get on it that much, so I honestly. <laughs> All right, well, let me let me re- <coughs> let me read it to you then. According yeah. to Dustin Manning, the big money classic players have been paid ten percent of money owed. According to Manning, they will be paid out yearly until paid in full in 10 years, and the women I spoke with have not been refunded for the tournament. Remember that the whole thing last year? Yeah, so this is still going on a year later. The reason, the reason why this is a big deal is because the Big Money Tour released an eight-event schedule guaranteeing $50,000 to win. Yeah. Guaranteeing money after they haven't paid their money. So back to back to what what our whole podcast is about. What are we doing? How how is that even a thing? Right, let me switch over <laughs> from Wittenberg account. I can't wait to see this. So it's on, it's on my story. It's, it's in my story. Happy New Year. We are 60 days away from announcing the 2023 schedule. Eight events with 250K projected purses and 50K win guarantee. Same ca- same day cash payout. It's a scam. You say what? It's a scam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's all it is. Like, I'm not gonna say anything more than that. But I mean, he should focus on playing, paying his players first before anything else. Like, why why hasn't he? Why is why is that even a thought before? <laughs> Dude, there's people in the comments on their page saying like, "Does this mean if I play, I'll get paid from 2021?" I just don't understand how. I mean, how can you not sue if these it's going to take ten years, if it's going to take ten years to pay all these people out, how are you going to come up with that other money? Like, just use that money to pay out the other people. Like, that was their first post since January of January fourteenth of twenty twenty two. So they that was the first time they posted it in in one year. Big money. So like the either yeah. So they either have like. A plan, or they're just fucking bold as shit, man. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, people, if you don't know about many tour golf, guarantees are not guaranteed. It, I'm not gonna out the particular tour, but there was a time where I was owed $1,200. I didn't get it for six months. Yeah. And when you're playing I mean, and you're bone on a budget, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's that's rent right there. I'll just say being in both like the tournament director and player <clears throat> position and seeing both sides like man like it's just I I just don't see it like at all stupid it's it's ridiculous honestly I mean the the whole like just being on the on the mini tours like the whole philosophy for basically every event because it's not like we don't you, you don't have like big bucks not now not in any events that like 
developmental tour players are playing in. Anything that's not PGA Tour sanctioned for the most part, um, more than likely, it's going to be this if-then kind of scenario. Like, if we have this many people, then we can pay out this much, or then first place will get this much. Like, but that's but that's, that's the difference, though. They're guaranteeing. It's like what the Swing yeah. Thought Tour did. They were guaranteeing things that they couldn't pay out. And the Swing Thought Tour is by far the worst mini tour I've ever played on. And now, the, I feel like the big money classic people are just following the same shit that they, they're doing. Or they did. I don't even know. Is Swing Thought still a thing? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I know they try to come out to the West Coast and... And I remember the whole thing that happened to me last year where I signed up for a tournament and then had to email them saying, like, hey, where are the tee times? And then they canceled the tournament, like, four days before it was happening while I was getting ready for <clears throat> a flight that I booked and hotel and rent and a rental car, and then I had to deal with that. So, I don't know, like... I just I just don't understand how that how that's allowed. But anyway, we can move on from that. We're doing we're talking about a lot of negative shit. So let's just. What are your goals for twenty twenty three, Dave? <laughs> I do want to run at least a quarter mile per day. So I want to pick up my feet. You know, like that. That's even on the off days. So even if that's just like jogging around the track once, like. That's one thing I want to do is just just stay moving because I don't know it's when it's just, that's one goal I have outside of golf is just kind of keep keep up with that and keep that going into my thirties. You know, um, I mean you mm-hmm. you can attest you're thirty now and I mean you have a really consistent schedule and routine and some really really ingrained habits and that's fucking awesome um but yeah i just want to like keep with mine and like whichever ones i want to build and continue to um improve upon i just that's that's it so like one of them is running like i do enjoy running even though it sucks like i was listening to um, david goggins podcast with joe rogan uh the other day while i was working out took a little bit out of your book and dude's like i look at my fucking shoes for like an hour before i put them on and run and i'm like yeah dude like i feel the same way sometimes too so like whenever you hear someone like that say that it kind of helps with like keeping going even if it is just like everyone struggles with doing a little bit man i mean yeah there's there's days where i'm jealous i'm jealous of the person who gets to sit down all day and work on their computer but then also like that's you know that's a feeling probably once a week because I'm always on my feet and like yesterday I I got to the course at 8 and then I didn't get home until 7.30 because practiced until 5 then went to the gym and then right when I got home I sat down I'm like wow this is the first time I felt like I can relax today and if you do that every day and especially I don't, I don't really listen to Joe Rogan, um, but I've heard clips of him and David Goggins, the whole David Goggins thing, and I have friends who are love Rogan and, and Goggins as well, and they were telling me about it, but that guy's like the most extreme, and he also does the thing that's like, does anyone actually like running? <laughs> like I, running makes me feel good after I do it, so I, I run a mile every day before I before I work out every day I run a mile and I hate it every time like sometimes it feels faster you know if I'm listening to like a podcast and like I'm really into it that that seven minutes feels like nothing but then like last night when when I was running I was watching the Bengals game I watched the first drive of the Bengals where they scored a touchdown and like that drive made my run feel so short but when like the news is on and I'm listening to like a replay of a podcast because I have nothing else to listen to then that that mile feels like it's four miles so the fact that he runs that much that fast and with no music blows my mind 
I'm not a music guy or podcast guy when I run either. I realized like it's just too torturous for me as well. Like I just rather like take <laughs> overstimulated around me. Yeah, just, yeah, just you're very you're very zen. You're zen, Dave. I mean, I do like music when I work out and stuff, but just running's a whole different animal for me. It's like <clears throat> don't like leave out the earbuds, leave my phone at home. I'll take my watch with me whenever I have if or whenever I have one again and um just come back when i come back uh, whenever i try to do music it's just like i'm just too it it just gets me too in my head and then i'm like thinking about my body and like how i feel and it's like oh my god you feel like shit now you gotta stop all right now you're gonna run till the song like finishes up and then you can walk and take a break whereas like when i don't have that i just have my own like pace and rhythm that i'm making on my own it's like i don't stop like i just keep going i might not be going as fast as some at some points but i don't stop i pick my feet up and just keep putting them down and like one foot in front of the other so you know it's yeah that's one thing i'm trying to do this year when the whole when you're talking about the whole music thing what's crazy is like i can't listen to music when i practice because i start getting in my own head about like random life shit because like you know, music kind of makes you feel things. And when I'm listening to podcasts... Yeah, it reminds you like, of things. Yeah, and it, like, reminds you of, like, all sorts of shit. No matter what you're going through, like, it's gonna... It's gonna hit you, you know, different. And, uh... So I can't listen to music. That's why I, like, listen to, like, a podcast or, like, an audiobook. Because then it kind of gets me out of my head. And I can just only do the physical stuff. And then, obviously, when I go play, I'm not listening to anything. But, like... But I'm like hitting balls or putting and or chipping. Like it, it makes makes the day go by faster. The practice not feel like as tedious and it keeps me out of my head. That's kind of why I listen to like sports and comedy podcasts. But but I get that. So quarter mm-hmm. at least a quarter mile a day. You know that's like two minutes on the treadmill, right? Yeah, but quarter mile is not the point. I'm always gonna get the quarter mile. Um, but the you point know, but, but is I kind of like, like that though because it makes it like attainable so it's not like you're running I have to get three yeah. miles a day then then you're going to feel anxious about like not doing it and if like you can't do it that day then you're going to feel like you failed so I get that I yeah. like that that's, that's dope yeah and I mean like usually it is a mile for like me like I'm in Cincinnati mm-hmm. right now and my neighborhood has a three quarter mile loop that I ran yesterday before I went to the Bengals game um and then you can like branch off. You can go on a dreary day like today or when it's cold out or it's early in the morning, you can go run on Pebble Creek Golf Course. Um, <laughs> and then there's the school that I went to just up the road that's got um, a little parking lot. We ran around it on on New Year's Day, me and my brother, Matt. Um, did I see that, not to cut you off, but did I see that LaSalle put in a golf facility? It did. It's really sick. I haven't seen fuck? it yet, but it's it's seeing pictures of it's really nice. Harrison has that's one insane. Too. I know, um, but yeah. Anyways, we we uh, ran uh, around Parish and got a couple more miles in the baseball fields too. There, so I think it ended up being like two and a half miles we ran. So I mean, it's gonna be something in that. Like sometimes it'll be like half a mile other times it might be two miles that's kind of like my money spot anyways like i think a mile and a half to three mile run like is is fine like yeah, you're really perfect. getting your heart rate up you're you're feeling it mm-hmm. um and you still it still makes you want to keep a good pace so yeah. yeah that's 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 my off season goal and then um i'll tell you my golf goal but i want to hear like any other goals you have first though um, I'm weird about this stuff because I, I work pretty hard and I think, I think New Year's is good for some people, but I also think it's like kind of bullshit and it gives people an excuse to be shitty all year and say, I'm going to start next year when you should just start whenever, just because there's a day that someone picked that, that you, like for whatever reason you need to start then like going to the gym every day and like all these deals 
of you know new like workout classes and I don't know I just think it's kind of bullshit I think manifestations like kind of weird to me and because my thing is just like get up and work like just because you want to put out in the universe doesn't mean you you like it's gonna allow you to just sit back and wait for it to happen like that's my thing but I do try to set a goal and I mean to play devil's advocate but what, what I just said that it kind of gives you like a starting point and a finishing point. So I know we talked about like what our goal is going to be like for our game for like the next month or two. And that's kind of how I take things. I don't send like, I don't put out like long-term goals. I do a lot of short-term goals and hopefully they equal out to a long-term success of whatever it could be. So my goal is by, by March is to get my swing speed up to, 125 so I've been I mean I've been working on that since the beginning of December but obviously I had to take uh, just over a week off because of holidays and stuff but um, but how I'm going to achieve that is I do the speed stick stuff but I only use the heavy one and then I try to hit at least 10 balls as hard as I can every day um, and just do like a shit ton of uh like speed stick reps, me and Brennan Walsh, I mentioned on the last podcast, we need to get him on, by the way, so we can talk more about fitness. He gave me a workout plan and a practice plan, so I'm going to do that, and come March, we'll see. So I, my thing my thing is, like, the long-term goal, I feel like it it can really, like, it gives you that, that option to be like, oh, I can just do it tomorrow. But if you if you put that like short term goal like by by February, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, and it shouldn't be like I'm gonna lose seven pounds. It should be I'm gonna go to the gym every day, and we're gonna see what happens after that. Because you I mean, you don't know like the the losing pounds thing is also like not the way to do it. You should just go to the gym and and work out. Like your goal mm-hmm. should be I'm gonna hit the gym for thirty minutes today. Like it's gonna happen. Like you like I'm gonna I'm gonna run at least a quarter mile a day. And that gives you an attainable goal that you can do every day. And then after you do that quarter mile, you're like, you know what? I can do another one. And I can do I can do three miles today if I want to. And then it you know, it keeps you it keeps you in the game. It's like playing a video game that's like way too hard. If it's way mm-hmm. too hard, you're you're gonna lose motivation to play it. And if it's way too easy, it's not gonna be fun to play. But there's options of like upping the skill level. You know what I mean? So it's your goal should be attainable. You shouldn't set a million goals. I've made that mistake before. And then all of a sudden you're like so rattled of these goals that you want to reach, but there's other things that you need to take care of as well. So, and, uh, again, the man, the manifestation thing I think is just, I think it's kind of bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. I understand. I mean, you can like speak your way and like fake it till you make it quote unquote mm-hmm. um or say something until it comes to comes to real life but doing it in the action is is what it comes down to you know like yeah you need to walk the walk and also to, you need to be able to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk you know um yeah well it's, it's so, like uh why would you want to put all your power into the universe when you can just when all your power is like with you, like you decide to go to the gym, you decide to eat the salad instead of the burger, not the universe. Yeah, this is true. So I mean, there, I think it's a it's a balancing act for sure, and we can get a little, we can get as esoteric as we want on it, but um, what it comes down to is you can put your hands together and say, "I want to be a professional golfer," "I want to be a professional golfer," "I want to be a professional golfer," and you can repeat that a million times over. And if you just sit there and do that, you're not going to, you're not going to be a professional golfer. If you are, you're not going to be a very good one. So like you do, there's a point in time where you need to stop talking and start doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like the difference between the third man on a high school team who only wants to be like a professional golfer, but he doesn't want to putt for two hours a day. Mm -hmm. So like, 
yeah, he wants this thing, but he's not willing to put the work in for it. And that's like, that's where I, when people say manifestation, like I understand it's good. Like it's good to like believe in something bigger than you. But when you're putting all your eggs in that basket saying like, I'll just speak it into the universe and not do anything after. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we, what are we doing? What are so, we doing? But yeah. Anyway, I like that that's path. my goal. 125. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm going to fucking be bombing it. Yeah, going to be bombing it. Maybe, maybe you can keep Stre- up I'm me. stretching more. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking bum by you, man. Next time, next time we play golf, and I don't know when last the last time we played golf, but next time you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, fucking bomber over here." I love it. I can't wait. I hope you do hit it by me. Also, one more New Year's resolution, and it has nothing to do with me. If I, fu- I if I can't find a if I can't find find a club builder in the Los Angeles area that can put on a goddamn golf grip correctly. That is my, I guess that's my goal for the year. That's because goal, find a club got, builder out there. I fucking regrip my clubs again. And every time I regrip my clubs now, I'm terrified of how they're going to come out. And I'm overthinking it. I'm like, is this moving? Or is this just like, because I added a few extra wraps? Or, and I was hitting my driver yesterday, and I hit one, and I'm like, why did that just twist in my hand? And I'm not kidding, the top literally was twisting around. And after I got them regripped, for all those people saying like, oh, you should let them sit for longer. I got a regret before I went home to Ohio. And I was in Ohio for eight days, and my clubs sat in my apartment for eight days, not touched. And I come back, and they're still... And I went back, and I got it got it fixed, but we'll, we'll fucking see today. But the amount of times I've gone to this place, or gone to somebody, and they fuck it up. Like... And I don't trust myself enough to do it. Because, like, these guys do it every day. And I'm not trying to make my apartment a club rebuild station. So, anyway, that's my other goal, I guess. But oh my god, I just can't believe how bad it is. When I was in Florida, I had I had this guy. I've said this before on the podcast like 17 times, and I would just bring it to him, and he'd just be like, "All right, 15 minutes, you're good." Never had an issue. And this has been yeah, an issue for fucking almost five years. <laughs> You, you might be better off dude. trying to go to San Diego or Phoenix or Vegas. Driving a, driving six Phoenix. hours, driving four hours to get some to get eight club regrips. That's insane. Right now, I hope someone listens to this. That's a really good club rebuilder and a really good club I had, builder. And, I had and the best guy allegedly in LA do it, and they still were fucked up. Like, this guy worked on tour vans, and he was telling me how good he was and who he's worked with and, and who he builds clubs for. And then two days later, I'm like, my, these grips are moving. Like, I don't touch them. So, I don't know what the hell's going on, man, but Did fucking bullshit. Get that shit fixed. Don't let it's it so happen. annoying. It's so annoying, dude. On someone anyway. who does the job right. Um, what else what else do you have what other goals do you have so my golf goal um <laughs> i'm front loading this year my man it's, also i love the haircut thanks dude it's pretty pretty snazzy it's hip with the kids i'd say yeah you look like you look like you're about to do a couple of tiktok dances <laughs> um i'll just act like you didn't say that <laughs> my golf goal i'm front loading this year i i won't be going to q school uh or any of the q schools of sorts um i'm going u.s open or bust and we'll see what happens and in the meantime uh we'll in the summer we'll just play in mini tour events and stuff and just kind of develop the game and yeah Spring and falls for spring and falls for college, college G. So um, yeah, I'm gonna do so a US Open qualifier. It's not gonna be in Cincinnati. They're not going to Macatiwa. There'll be a cold stream this year. Um, but yeah, I it doesn't work with my schedule, so I got to go somewhere earlier. Not sure where it's gonna be, but 
yeah, I mean, just get out of there, get to Springfield and see what happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically my plan and pathway to Mount Rushmore of golf. <laughs> Love that. But what are your goals for golf this year, man? Well, my only goal is the swing speed thing, but I'm going to, like my schedule, I'm going to play as, in as many tournaments as I can. Um, I'm playing in a ton of Monday qualifiers in Florida. I'm, doing, I'm basically doing all of them in January nice. and February. But then for nice, the rest nice. of the season, when they kind of go all over the place, I'm going to uh, probably... I'm gonna, my, my goal is just to do one, one kind of qualifier a month, <clears throat> like one Monday qualifier a month, and then a bunch of mini tour events. But I'm going to go to Canada Q School, and we'll uh, we'll see about Corn Ferry Q School. But aren't they doing the PGA Tour, like letting people in the PGA Tour or something for Q School this year? Yeah, if you win, you get to go straight to the PGA Tour. You win Q School. If you win it. If you win it, that's it. I think so. Oh, man, why do I feel like it was more than that? But that's... Like, I thought I mean, it was I guess top that's five. good. Yeah. That's weird. But, yeah, I'm going to try to do Canada. That's, like, short-term goal. We'll just see where my game's at. I, my swing feels good. My putting feels good. Chipping feels good. But, yeah, this is... Uh, like I really found my identity last year with my swing. I know we've kind of talked about that which is like huge for me because I've been searching that for, for that for years. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm keeping it as simple as possible. I I saw this uh, <clears throat> video that Joey Votto put out a few days ago. And his like swing philosophy was a lot like mine. Like He was saying that his swing is best when everything is as stationary as possible and the least moving parts as possible. But when that happens, you lose power. So he's trying to figure out how he can stabilize the swing as much as he can, but with the most speed he can. And when he said that, I was like, that's exactly what I do. Because how I set up, I'm trying to get back to how I set up. Like the, my club shaft, like I have a little shaft lane, and I'm just trying to get back to that point at impact every time. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's hell yeah. Like I, the less less moving parts the better and more consistent and then you just add speed to it you know because I mean those, I mean those are the best golf swings mm-hmm. so I thought that video is pretty cool I'll, I'll actually repost that on our on our Instagram <coughs> but yeah so I don't remember what I saw oh the schedule so my schedule is play as many tournaments and as I can and try to fit in a Monday qualifier in there once a month come March. Love it. Yep. <clears throat> also, I have a would you rather. We're going to bring this back. And I think we've done this one before, but it's been a while. And with the current circumstances, I've been trying to figure out what I'd want the most being uncomfortable while I'm practicing or playing. So when it's really hot, it sucks. Like when it's like over a hundred degrees, like it gets over a hundred here where I practice every summer. And that sucks because first of all, my hands sweat when I'm in in the glove and I have to change, I have to use four different gloves every time I practice because I'm trying not I have to hold on to the golf club. Number one, number two, I'm exhausted and I, and I feel the sun just burning my skin. But also, when it's cold, like how it's been, I'm so uncomfortable all day. It's you know you're never comfortable in the cold, and you're just kind of waiting to get into heat. But you can say the same thing about heat getting into AC. So what would you rather? Would you rather have like a 40 to 45 degree practice day or a 95 to 100 practice day? Uh, 
Man. I know I've said I'm a I'm a hot heat guy in the past, but <laughs> right now I'm, I'm saying heat, but like I know I gotta get I know I gotta be outside practicing in the cold. Like I I played in the cold the last few days when I went out and played golf, so I mean I would rather practice in the heat than in the cold. So, I mean, I'm excited to be out there playing and practicing when I am, but right now it's just rather be... rather in warmth. Mm -hmm. I think I would I'd rather be in the cold only because of the glove thing. Yeah, I understand that. Because we bring up Dorn a lot in this podcast, and he used he, I think he uses the same glove now than he used in 2020 because yeah the same glove he set the course reason, record with the Cloverback he's using it now he, he I texted him he told me yeah three years no five years <laughs> four sorry yeah four well, years ago in May that he would have been setting the record so yeah, there's just something about like when I'm in Florida and I have to use a rain glove it's the worst like rain gloves just aren't it. Have you ever not used the glove? Yeah, it's even worse. Have you used talcum powder or something like that to kind of like dry out your hands? I've heard to do that, but I'm not trying to have to like powder up my hands like I'm fucking about to win a deadlift deadlifting competition. I don't know, man. I I, <laughs> I did do that. Suck up. I mean, maybe I could get like a block of chalk in my bag or some bullshit and just fucking ch do the LeBron before I hit golf balls. <laughs> so. I experimented with that before too. Cause there was, I have like an, like 50, 55 and windy and like a certain humidity is like an awkward temperature for my hands and like the way the grip feels and also the glove. And so like, that's one reason why I'm using cord grips right now is because um, using the tour velvets is just I felt that way too much and so mm -hmm. I would throw some <coughs> put some block on my hands and try to make it try to make it work that way for a bit. You it, use uh, or do you use the the like white and black uh, cord grips from Golf Pride? I got the V55s on right now. Hold on, let me look this up. Because I was using V55 Golf Grip. I was using... Uh, mm -hmm. Golf Pride has these grips that like just aren't like the black with cord. Now they're like white and black with the cord. And I didn't like them. I got my... Like they... I felt like there was like no grip. It was like all cord. And... So, the, but the only reason I switched to them is because my fucking grips kept slipping off of the club, and I was just like, maybe it's just a grip, and like, they just make the grip shitty now, and whatever. And so I changed to them, and then I used them for like six months, and I just never really liked them. Like they, but then I went back to the multi compound, and of course, they started slipping over the club again. But hold on. Yeah, I think up. that. Uh... I noticed that the tour velvet cords have... Wait, like the yellow ones? The yellow ones are the ones that I have. Oh, wow. Those, those are... Those look sticky. They are they? They're, they're pretty good. I mean, the cord tread goes vertical, straight up and down the grip, as though the indentations. But I noticed, like, the cord... Tour, the tour velvet cord grip the normal one that Tiger uses, those only get, the, the indentations are slit to the side and the cord is up and down. And so it's a totally different sensation and feeling. And so, so this I is use like, the, which ones? Sorry. Tiger just uses Tor Velvet Cord, I'm pretty sure. We're used to that. You can buy some V55s on eBay right now for 
Wait, what? Yeah. That's way too expensive. I'm trying to find the ones. Uh, I used the, the Z. I had the Z grip cord. You heard of those? Oh, yeah. Those suck. <laughs> those aren't good. They, they're, um, like, slippery. It's, like, I had to, like, really, like, sh- like, strangle the grip to hold on to it. It was weird. But, like, but they didn't slide. And they were, like, you know, firm. And I like the fir- I don't like the squishy feel. I like the firm feel. And, like, what, yeah. with the multi-compound is, like, um, like, it's, like, tacky, and it's, like, firm enough, but it's still, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, Lampkin, I used to use the Lampkin UTX, but I thought those were messed up because they would always slide when I moved out here. And so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I, I'm not uh, going to use those anymore. I think I have one that photo one second. These are the ones I used. Yeah. These are the ones I had. They suck. Like those are terrible. This is the best grip ever, but no one can fucking put it on right. So. Well, we need to find someone out there that can do that. So there's a Southern California club builder out there. Please help Michael. I had I had I had a set of these a few months ago and this guy who worked at the old this is the last thing I'll say then we'll get out of here. This guy that worked at this old club that I was a member at told me like how good of a club builder he was and he prides himself in his work. And I was like, Okay, can you two wraps this is mid size. I'm like, just two wraps, logo down, and that's it. So he's like, Yeah, 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 dude, I got you, I'll do it by the end of the day. Okay. So I get him at the end of the day. I felt like he put 17 wraps on them, number one. They were so thick. Like, my hands were like like Bryson. They were all crooked. Like, you know, like, when the, the cord's not going, like, straight down? Like, they're all, like, didn't put them on very smoothly, I should say. And so I, like, went to hit balls with them, and, the, and they were still moving. Like, this is, like, three hours after they got done. I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't understand this. So I took them somewhere else. And I was like, hey, man, like, I just had these groups put on. They're not put on. I, I, I'm like, I don't think there's two wraps. He takes one off. There are seven wraps on this fucking club. Seven. I didn't even think that was possible. Like, are people just dumb or do they just try new shit? Like, I, I don't get it. So, anyway, that was a lot of fun for me. But It just comes down to the... <clears throat> idea i guess of what we were talking about earlier with manifestation and like one thing that's playing off in my head right now is like you can talk about how good you are all you want but what it comes down to is can you can you do it when when you got to put the pen to the paper can you do it can you when when push comes to shove are you are you executing and the best club builders i have and the best performers or people in the profession that I know a lot of times they say less so and they let their job do the talking their work work do the talking yeah I had uh in Cincinnati editors used to do my shit and they were the best yes yes they were so but anyway dude it's pretty cool that we have video now so if you want to watch the video Go on our YouTube. We have a YouTube at Traveling Athlete Pod. We have a TikTok at Traveling Athlete Pod. We have an Instagram at Traveling Athlete Pod. Dave's got his Instagram back, and he's going to start scrolling again. Mm, And I might scroll a little bit, but not much. (laughs) Dave's going to start scrolling again. Uh, yeah. So leave a review, leave five stars, write a review screenshot it send it to us at traveling athlete pod and you will get a free t-shirt what dave i'm oh, just dream catch uh, yeah no i'm just 
messing around, just trying to be like your your hype guy that when people watch the video or like kind of you know I'm your hype man right now. I can't say like anything right now. Like, so it, just, it, it it looks like you raised your hand like you were in class. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I said five, like five stars, like one, two, three, four, five, and then I like held up Dreamcatchers <laughs> and like yo, like uh, also ball Dreamcatcher golf. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to try to figure out how to edit this video, so that'd be a lot of fun for me, and it should be out tonight. Sure. Um, but yeah, so follow at Dreamcatcher Golf Co. Follow at Mike Wolf Golf on everything. And we're going to be posting this on YouTube every week. And Dave, you sound pretty good. I don't think you'll need a mic. Did you order one? No. How do I sound? You sound like Michael Wolf. You okay. sound good. That's, that's all I need to know. But um, All right, so uh, we'll be back next week. And if you have any topics you'd want us to talk about, hit us up. I've said our socials enough. Um, all right, Dave. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Peace. Oh, shit. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens cap on.